This is Colorado Springs with Kevin James Bond. I'm a real estate agent who talks about Colorado Springs, real estate, city news, and my favorite spots. Come along. Is the recession actually happening now? Are prices coming down? Let's take a look at the local data in Colorado Springs, and then we'll compare it to what the data is nationally and see, are we actually headed toward a recession? Are we in one right now? The housing market in Colorado Springs has had consistently low inventory since, when hasn't it had <laughs> low inventory? It got a little bit better last year last summer and that's when prices started to go down as inventory started to come up inventory even then was still low and it's gotten lower right now we're sitting at 1390 active properties in colorado springs and we'll check and see what the pendings are right now last i looked at they were 1030 yep still 1030 pending uh, properties now and that's pretty consistent that's been that way for a while we've had about 1100 properties at any given day for sale for several months now and we've had about that many or about a thousand ish properties under contract at any given moment so here we're looking at the months of inventory and the total number of sales for the month so as of june uh, at the end of June, we had 1.9 months worth of inventory. Um, that's been fairly uh, consistent since March, uh, before March. So February and before then, we had a bit more. July 2022 through February of this year is when we had a bit more, two to a little over three months worth of inventory in November. Um, but right now we're sitting at just under two months worth of inventory. We have had 326 property sales in July so far for Colorado Springs. Uh, compare that to 983 property sales in June. And compare that to the five to 800-ish property sales per month for the past several months. Uh, you had uh, a bit more in home sales. Uh, you can see September of 2022, we had 1,054 home sales then. June of 2022, 1,325 homes. It was a bit more then. It was more for sale then too. Now, with the low inventory, you can see the consequence of the low number of sales. And this is that same information again in a graph, or I'm sorry, in a chart form. So you can see the uh, the months of inventory is in green and the sales number of sales is in blue. So you can see that number of sales trending down uh, to its low point in January of this year and then started to come back up a little bit. But overall, the number of sales has still been relatively low historically. The months of inventory likewise uh, came up a bit for the summer uh, months and then shot back down in the early uh spring months of this year and it's been uh, a low uh, number of months of inventory since then here's the average and median days on market for property so right now we're at an average of 27 days on market median of seven and the median has been that way for a few months now holding it at a week uh, the average days on market as you can see has been about 30-ish uh, days give or take for the past few months 
We did have a high point uh, back in February where our average was 56 days on market. So it did take a little bit longer. It took almost two months to sell on average. And now it's taking about a month, uh, a day, I'm sorry, a week to a month for properties to sell here. So it's still a relatively quick market. And a lot of that, again, has to do with just general low inventory and a lot of buyer demand. This is the list price to close price ratio, as well as the active listings for each month. So for July for this month, we've got 100%. So properties on average are getting 100% of what they're asking for. Not less, not more. They're just getting what they're asking for. And we've seen that trend since April. Before April, it was less than that. It was anywhere from you know 99 to 96% of what they were asking for on average in the, the last half of 2022. And again, that's changed in the last several months where they're getting what they're asking for. The active listings right now for July, we've had a total of 1,829 active listings. You can compare that to June uh, last month where we had 1,859. So we're almost at the same amount of active listings for July, and we're just over halfway through the month. Um, so I find that to be interesting where it looks like inventory active listings are starting to come up a bit. And we have seen that. Again, we're coming from about 1,100-ish properties for sale at any given time to uh, almost 1,400 at this point. So active listings uh, for the last uh, half of 2022, August, September, October, you can see 23, 2,400 active listings for each of those months. And that started to take a dip down into the winter time where you had your low point in the 1500s in February, March, and April. And that has started to come up a bit. Now, this is the fun one. This is the average and median sales prices for Colorado Springs. So for July so far, our average sales price is $511,422. The median sales price is $450,000. Now compare that to last month in June, where the average sales price was $530,966. So about 20 k more. The median sales price in June was $460,000, 10K more. So we're seeing a trend where we're starting to drop in prices for July. And I was noticing that trend last week, and it is continuing. Prices are starting to come down. They reached a high point in June. Now, for the past several years, we have had a couple of high points where we reach a maybe like a summer high point and then maybe a fall will reach an, another high point where prices kind of come up a little bit again but this does look to be overall that seasonal trend where prices are taking that dip down and you know maybe it's something else you tell me in the comments below do you think this was recession related because i think it's just seasonally related you'll look and see that our uh low point in terms of uh, home prices was eh, back in December. If you're looking at the average sales price, where the it was four hundred seventy-two thousand um, dollars, the median sales price in December was four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. January was even lower, four hundred twenty k, but the average sales price in January was four hundred ninety-three k. So we had our dip. 
And if you compare it year to year, I mean, for July, again, we're at 511K average sales price, median 450K. Look at August of 2022, where our average sales price was 510K, our median sales price was 450K. So year over year, we actually haven't changed. Isn't that fascinating? Here's that same information as a chart. So you can see, I mean, we're looking at any, uh, this is from August 2022 to the present. So this is just one year, right? So even in one year, it, it looks like, oh, that doesn't look like there's a whole lot of up and down right there, right? So you'll see we hit our low point. Uh, we had our high point in prices earlier in 2022, right? And then we started coming down for the year where we hit that low point in December, January, right? You could see that on the uh, on the chart here. From there, we started to come back up. Uh, and by the way, the green line is the average sales price and the blue is the median. So those prices started to come up and they took their high point in June, so just last month, and now they're starting to come down. So what this tells me is that, again, we've hit the seasonal uh, high point and we're starting to take our dip in prices. Now, there are some people that will tell you that, oh, we've got a lot of new apartments here, so housing is actually way in oversupply. They just don't know it yet. And so all this is going to hit the fan and uh, prices are going to go back down with apartment units. And that's what they're saying, apparently, in this article here from the Gazette. So I looked at this. And so, I mean, you can see in the details right here, in the first six months of 2023, local, regional, and national real estate developers pulled permits to build another 1,794 Springs area apartments, according to a recent Pikes Peak Regional Building Department report. So 1,800 permits pulled for 2023, just for apartments, right? And so 2022, it says there was almost 5,000 permits pulled. Well, that's great. We're currently 12,000 units short. So a lot of good that 5,000 is doing right now, right? And a lot of good that the 1,800 is doing us right now because, great, we pulled the permits for it. How long before they're actually complete? Meanwhile, how many more people are in need of housing by the time that's actually complete? So this doesn't actually answer the issue of currently we need 12,000 housing units and currently we are building an amount of them. We're building uh, 6,800 apartment units right now, according to this article within the past, you know, this year and last year. And that's not enough because again, they're not going to be ready yet. Further down in this article, it mentions that the vacancy rate in the second quarter of 2021 in Colorado Springs, the apartment vacancy rate was at 3.8%. And now in the first quarter of 2023, it's at 7.5%. So they're making the argument that, hey, vacancy rates have gone up in the past couple of years, which means that people don't actually need this housing anymore and you're oversupplying. And what I am seeing that they have failed to account for is that prices may be just be too high for people to pay for renting an apartment. If you're building stuff brand new, how much is it to rent that new place? And if people simply cannot afford it given their income, then they just can't. And that's not to say that the demand is not there, but that is specifically to say that the demand for that expensive apartment, the apartment that is costs that much to rent, 
is not there. It is simply too expensive to rent that apartment. And is again, not to say that the demand is not there because it most certainly is. And then further down here, it says a little less than 12,000 apartments are under construction in Colorado Springs, which indicates that about 4,000 units will come online during each of the next three years. Historically, however, the Springs' maximum absorption or increase in occupancy has stopped at just over 2,000 apartments in a 12-month period. This is according to uh, Rathbun. I didn't, uh, Scott Rathbun, the co-author of the 1876 analytics report. So take that for what it is. Uh, and apparently we have 12,000 apartment units that are under construction. But again, like I said earlier, they're not all going to be available now. Apparently about 4,000 of them may be uh, available within the next year. But uh, we're only going to be able to rent out, uh, apparently historically, so many of those per year. And so maybe we are creating too many apartments, but I think it has more to do with affordable apartments. That's what we need to be creating more of. And then I had uh, previously mentioned this in a video and said, I don't see any signs of a recession. I see a low housing inventory, and I see some people still being able to afford this more expensive housing market. And I see interest rates that could determine whether or not a lot of people can afford to buy property. And I had somebody comment and say, look at the yield curve when it inverts that's typically when you're going to see a recession. So I had to look this up. And this is a thing. So the yield curve, if you're not aware of what that is, uh, we're just talking about uh, interest rates. And so we're looking at the US Treasury yield curve specifically. And so what kind of a interest rate or what the inversion means is you've got uh, a shorter dated treasury, as you, it says here, when shorted dated treasuries have higher returns than longer term ones, that is when you have a yield curve inversion. So if you want to look up more on what this means and the details of this, I'll link the article here, um, or you can just type in yield curve inversion and, and see what comes up. But what apparently this article is covering in summary is that Almost every single time that there has been a yield curve inversion, we have had a recession. And further down in this article, uh, it says that in the last six recessions, um, it is uh, for the last six recessions, a recession on average began six to 36 months after the curve inverted. So this seems to be a reliable predictor of whether or not our economy will experience a recession. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but if that's the case, the last time that the yield curve inverted, according to this article, or turned negative, was in late October of 2022. So 6 to 36 months from that time uh, frame is April of 2023 to two and a half years from now. And so that's great. I don't think that we've currently experienced or are experiencing a recession because we've got great job growth and we are, our inflation is actually coming down a bit. So if you want to look that up, uh, that's globally or nationally what's happening with our economy. So with this very strong job growth, is the Fed going to look at that and say, no, we need to 
Tampa and that we need to curb that because that's what we said we were going to do. We need to see the job or the labor market uh, decline. And so is the Fed going to continue at, to add basis points? I don't know. But if they add basis points, that's going to increase the interest rates, which is going to make it increasingly harder for people to buy. And will interest rates going higher cause its own recession? I don't know. And if we do have a recession as a result of a negative yield curve, is that actually going to affect the housing market? I don't know. So there's a lot of unknown factors, uh, but the bottom line for the Colorado Springs housing market is that it's continued low inventory. It has continued demand here despite that low inventory, and we are still seeing some multiple offers for some properties, and we're still seeing some price drops for some properties. And I think what that means is that overall, uh, sellers and listing agents have to uh, come back to a better idea of what pricing looks like for properties. They can no longer price it pie in the sky and expect to get it. You have to look at what people are willing to pay in this current market and price your property appropriately. And if you do that, it's going to sell quick because people want it here. Colorado Springs is still a very in-demand city. So as far as what happens nationally and what may happen for a possible future recession, I'm not sure. I do know that real estate appreciates long term and it's a good investment long term. And if you're looking for a primary residence, it's definitely a great investment. Uh, not really, no matter you know when you buy. The only negative time is if you're trying to buy something and you think you might have to sell in a couple of years. And if you're buying at the height of a market, yeah, that might be a bad time to buy it if you're thinking you might have to resell it in a few years. But otherwise, if you're holding it long term, it's generally still a great investment. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Kevin James Bond with Remax Real Estate Group. If you liked this podcast, please give it a like and a subscribe. Have a sunshine day.